Welcome! Afro-Lead consists of two sisters, myself, Julie and Steph, and we're on a mission to promote UK black business and culture. We have an Instagram platform where we um, post daily positive posts about black business, groups, communities, celebrities, music and so much more. So today we're blessed and extremely lucky to have our guest, SJ, um, with us. SJ is um, um, one of the businesses that we've promoted on our Leeds page. SJ, how are you? How are you doing? Hey, I'm fine. Thank Hi. you. I'm fine. I'm feeling good today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Welcome. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Um, My pleasure. You're more- you are more than welcome. Um, so today, um, for the purpose of the listeners, would you mind introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about your business? Okay, so my name is SJ and I um, am a designer from um, Huddersfield, West Yorkshire, and my mm. business is called Urbanised Neckwear. Amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm a wife, a mother, um, and a businesswoman. Um, I have a background in working with young people in youth work and I have a long life passion for um, sewing and design mm-hmm. and that, that was what led me to creating my business Urbanised Neckwear about five years ago. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. It's going to be five years as well and you're smashing it as well, years. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And actually it's, it's, it's really funny because I wouldn't actually say that well I definitely would say that I didn't plan to start my business it was literally a complete organic progression from a hobby to a business so it's kind of blurred I kind of see the lines as a bit blurred in terms of when it was a hobby to when it transitioned to a business Business, Um, and all the way through even five years now I'm very organic because for me, the whole process has been one of um, discovery and learning. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, sort of people start businesses for all sorts of reasons. But for right. me, it was very much a, um, a um, I'm looking for a term that I've used before and it's not coming to the top of my head now. But it, it was very much an escape um, out of a, sort of a a life situation that I had at the time and for that reason I do honestly feel that um, everything that I've created today is for me to kind of discover my higher purpose. Higher self. I know it sounds really cliche but the whole journey has Mm -hmm. been quite a spiritual one for me I would I would say so when people talk about businesses they, they come from different angles but for me I would honestly say that this has been such a an incredible personal journey of understanding me and who I am and where I'm destined to be yeah no you know, I so. get that a lot no no I totally get that and that comes across massively so do yeah, you mind I'm going to make you blush but do you mind if I give a bit uh, the listeners a little bit of a snippet of the post that we uh, dedicated to you and then we'll go straight into the interview questions so we can find out more sure yeah Okay, so today's post is dedicated to an inspirational queen. We met at the Female Magic event in Leeds. We are so pleased we had a chance to learn from your experience and to bask in your infectious positivity. To those that didn't hear the tale, here's why we love SJ and her her business, Urbanised Network. This lady radiates energy, positivity and talent, so it's no surprise that before she knew it, she had transformed her hobby of sewing into a business, selling her handcrafted, network pieces to customers all over the world, hashtag black excellence. 
even classing will I am as one of her fans. She ain't messing. <laughs> Don't just take our word for it. Please check her out on Instagram at Urbanized Network. Uh, you'll see her inspirations and her roots within all of her designs, whether this be her Yorkshire or first-generation African-Caribbean background-inspired products. We love your products, we love your spirit, and the advice you articulated so well. Keep shining and inspiring us. So, <laughs> I knew oh, you blushed, but I had to say it because, again, we went to an event in Leeds, which was um, hosted by two incredible women. The event was a female magic event. And the panel was full of incredible speakers. And, and, and SJ was one of the, uh, the panel that spoke that day. And I will go into the question soon, I promise. But it was very, very, very apparent from the moment you spoke. We were just mesmerised by yeah, yourself, awe, your passion. Yeah. We were yeah. in awe. Your product, your humility oh. as well. You, Everything about you was just like, oh, my God, this woman is incredible. We need to speak to oh. her. So after the, after the panel, I stopped. There was a queue. So we were, you know, <laughs> hustling. Hustling our way through to the queue. Just wanted to introduce ourselves, but to be like, we're not worthy. You're amazing. Um, oh. But that's basically led us to today. So when you say, you know, things happen organically and you, you know, you, you, you form, whether it's experiences or businesses through those, through, through the, the circumstances that you find yourself, I totally feel you on that massively. So let's start at the beginning. You've, you've sort of, you've hinted at it um, previously, but how did Urbanised Network start? So um, it was, it, it was five years ago. It was actually five years ago because it was um, for my, 40th birthday my husband bought me a new sewing machine so I've always sewn since the age of I've been sewing like for nearly 40 years because that's just what my family did there was oh, always nice. a sewing machine always fabric so from wow. a very very young age I was sewing yeah. so I used to sew my doll's clothes and then I started mm. sewing my own clothes oh so it's wow just, it's just, yeah it's just something that's just I've grown up with so it's not kind of like a huge deal for me because I've always had everything around me to be able to create but when you have children sometimes the the um especially with sewing you've got pins and you've got scissors mm. and all yeah so it kind of petered out that my, my sewing my love for sewing kind of petered out and didn't sew for quite a long time and then um what happened was there was a, a period so I have Two children and my eldest son um, he was um, diagnosed with autism now with um, Asperger's and um, so he has high functioning autism so to speak and um, the process for actually discovering that um, him being diagnosed mm-hmm. and him receiving the, re- the support he needed through education was one of the most difficult experiences oh. I've ever had in my life so um, it was really stressful the um the actual journey to understanding his difficulties mm-hmm. to actually um identifying that he was potentially on the autistic spectrum to having that confirmed to then um actually going through the education process because throughout going through the education process there's quite a, I mean a, I'm quite sure that some of your viewers who have family members mm-hmm. um, with autism would be able to resonate in terms of the process especially through school um, yeah. it's quite traumatic it's quite a difficult one because there's there's issues with 
um, education and with teachers and with all those sorts of different things that we had to navigate through. Mm-hmm. And um, what was really difficult as well was pinning down the actual support that he needed. Yeah. Um, right. Being a young black boy, sometimes within the education system, you're labelled one way. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You're not necessarily, you know, we've all got issues around labels and all those sorts of things, but there are negative connotations associated mm-hmm. with um, young black males that aren't necessarily attached to, um, you know, white young boys yeah. so there was that kind of navigation through the process to make sure that um my son was labeled in inverted comment and um, commas um correctly mm-hmm. and that was a huge challenge yeah i can imagine Even to the point where um you know had to go through disability discrimination tribunals all sorts of things oh, that begin to articulate with you um how difficult it was but yeah. we got there Good. We got there and the actual journey for me and when I say to you the journey how it's kind of led to this it's for me it's it's poetic because you can't just um experience highs without experiencing lows mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Those so lows that build character mm-hmm. and that's why I'm so grateful for the lows because those lows have helped me to become fearless yes uh, and um, without those laws I don't think I would be able to have navigated my way to this point yeah uh, fantastic so I completely attribute who I am now and the strength I have now and that kind of um, and when I say fearless I don't mean it in an, in an aggressive way at all Mm-mm. I mean it in a way that I still have fears I still have doubts but I do things anyway yeah yes. good girl um, absolutely because I know I can get through the other end because yeah. I've been through first and I can yes. do it and I know yeah. that so that's what I mean by fearless I mean I don't mean that I'm without fear or without doubt because honestly I am something's come to me and I'm like oh, that. Oh, I don't. It's cringe I do it anyway because oh, inspirational and yeah, and it becomes a bit of um, it becomes a bit addictive. Yeah, you think you know what? This is such a challenge, and it's making me so nervous, and I'm really scared. <laughs> <laughs> so I can smash this as well, and Good. that is literally how I go through every situation in life. It's like, oh my goodness! But you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. And and as well, what is the worst that can happen if it doesn't exactly. work? Exactly. Exactly. It's so, so true yeah and it, it literally is from that really and it was over a sustained period of time as well yeah. um and there were other things going on in, in my life as well but you know over those years um because as a parent you, you have that preconceived idea of what you rightly or wrongly you've got the idea that you know you're going to have this child and you know you're going to do this you're going to feed that child with so much love and so yeah. much knowledge so much education and when it doesn't necessarily turn out the way that you want it to turn out there's a period of mourning of course yeah and that's that period of mourning was really tough mm. and then period of seeking understanding and that period of seeking support all of that was over a long period of time and it just took it all it really did and um, so to go back to the original sort of question <laughs> 
my husband bought me that sewing machine on my that new sewing machine on my 40th birthday because he wanted the old me back oh what a king yeah I know and it, it literally brought a passion and a diversion yeah back. Um, and that's what I needed because you can you can end up being in a in a dark place can't you yeah. you know when things like happen you can uh, you know you there's there's two ways you can go you can and I, I fought my way through it but all the way through it was just so tough and um people might be able to resonate with the idea of an out-of-body experience those mm-hmm. years I feel like I was me I was mm-hmm. in me I was doing and I was just existing yeah yeah there was no thriving there I wasn't thriving I was just literally existing and when that sort of the, the, the toughest period ended it was my time to be me again and he yeah. wanted to be me again and he did help me to be me again that's, oh, that's it's amazing. great that you have somebody around who really knows you and knows what is part of really know an important part of you and encourage that as well absolutely yeah 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 that's great blessed and then it was just kind of I don't even know where the idea came from I didn't want to kind of jump into making this that and the other again mm. I just wanted to ease my way in and I don't know why I decided just to make these things these structures that go, went around my neck but me being me I'm always kind of out of the box with everything I do I just, <laughs> I just I can't kind of resist on making things work you know a bit different so I had um pieces of fabric even um, a, a lot of what I do is upcycling as well. I'm really yeah. so I started upcycling denim and all sorts of different things to create these structures that you put around the neck. And I don't call them scarves. I purposely call them neckwear because mm-hmm. scarves have a connotation of just what everybody perceives them to be. Whereas mm-hmm. I use hardware on my neckwear, so I use unexpected things like zips. Zips, and yeah. Tap- and so they're more than what a person would expect so I started creating these structures that I called neckwear and posting them on my social media and then people like oh they're really really good they're you know they're they're so funky they're oh you know the people who were following me were really like interested in what I was doing so you know it's like you feed off people the more you kind of hear that the more you kind of think right what else am I going to make and then after that, I hope I'm not talking too much. No, no this is amazing. <laughs> shortly after that, um, a friend of mine on social media, she was um, promoting a um, an event that she was doing within the local community for um, the black community. And it was a natural hair exhibition. But within that, there were lots of other things go which she wanted to go on one of them was a fashion show she wanted to she, she was calling for local designers to come Amazing. forward to showcase their designs now Amazing. at that point she never described myself as a designer but that fearlessness thing that I spoke about mm. kicked in I thought yes. I don't know what on earth I am doing but I know I've got something <laughs> that I want to show. so I'm going to message her and I'm going to say I want to put together some oh, amazing. Oh, there you go. This is I so don't nice. know what I'm doing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know it was really, really weird, but it was like, 
that really, really tickled my fancy. I'm going to do it. And I did it. I took £60 for um, pieces of fabric, zips, mm -hmm. and things to make a collection. I, I used upcycled pieces of fabric, all sorts of different things. And I created, it must have been about a 20-piece collection in the end. And that show was phenomenal. Oh, Absolutely well, phenomenal. But you can't just do a show and then not Stop. sell your stuff when people <laughs> yeah. say, how yeah. am I just, oh my goodness, I don't even know how to sell this stuff. What am I going to do? <laughs> oh. I didn't even have a name at that point, I don't think. Or I might have just quickly kind of thought, right, what am I going to call it? It was just all so quick, basically, mm -hmm. is what I'm trying. No website, no nothing. But um, after that, again, the organic, when you're in a situation, if you're open to, um, if you're open to what it is that you need to do, the answers come to you. Yeah, you yeah, to you don't they it's just yeah you're vibrating on a certain frequency and every single question that you have the answers just come to you yeah mm. absolutely I didn't know how to sell my stuff but the answer came to me I just I, I can't even remember how it came to me but um there was um, a platform Etsy I'm, I'm sure yeah. you've yeah. heard of it yeah. and I started selling my stuff I got a few um family members and friends um, to model for me, took Amazing. photographs of my stuff on my phone, and then I put my um, designs on Etsy. And I was literally within about a month selling my stuff across the world. Oh, it was wow. just that really, really weird. And then um, a few months later, I found another platform, um, a French one, um, which opened me up to france and all the french speaking countries so it was um Fantastic. it focused on um african um so yeah africa Af africa i think yeah. that's how you pronounce it okay and um and um i got loads of customers from france from canada guadeloupe wow. um it was just the most bizarre thing because these platforms open you up to yeah. um around the world so a, a lot of my customers are from America. I have had customers from Canada before, from Tokyo. Jeez, uh, so it's a proper international oh, brand, isn't it? Really bizarre, but that is just literally how it came about. So mm. I'm saying that I'm an international brand for that reason, because I just... You are. Yeah. You are. <laughs> that is literally how it happened. So, um, yeah, I came from a hobby to selling internationally and then along the way it was very much about navigating what and who I wanted because at that time it was a business mm. then when I understood how things progressed I realized actually it's not a business it's a brand yeah mm. um, oh, okay that's a good distinction principles to and values behind it and, and yeah. very much a style a recognizable style yeah yeah, and that's kind of how I've progressed from there, very organically. It's incredible. Very naturally. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's and, incredible. And, and I love how you describe the, your neckwear as structures because they are, they're so... It's art, I don't know it? how your mind works because my mind doesn't work like that, but I don't know how you make your pattern, but it, it is, it's a structure because it's not often the way, some of them can be like multi-way neckwear as well. Yeah. Um, and they're yeah. like the standard 
um, is incredible, impeccable. You're like your workmanship is a uh, woman, woman workshop is in, in, impeccable. And they are, they're yeah. like almost, like, you know, kind of physical or like mathematical structures to behold some of them. They're so, there's so much work that goes into them. But so to yeah. imagine that from your mind to your, I don't know, deep like patterns and then to cut it out and, and then create. And it must take a, a, a long time but it, it's it's really you can tell these are unique pieces that you're kind of offering and that's Definitely. that's their appeal and they're so distinctive oh, really distinctive yeah. thank you we, we always get people stopping us you know SJ like when we're even walking through Leeds City Centre or I've literally been manic run, running from one train to another and then being on a platform and someone just literally pulling me on my shoulder going where have you got where have you got this I just think this is amazing. You know, the maths are great, but you, oh, it is, it's, a, it's, a it's a signature look, oh. isn't it? Yeah. You, you yeah. can definitely see like the different. Sorry. And that's no, no, absolutely fine because that's one thing that I have to be conscious about because I, I do overlook um, the uniqueness of it sometimes because it comes so naturally to me yeah. in the design. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm glad that you pointed that out because. Sometimes when I'm talking to people, I overlook the fact that what I do create is so unique mm. and mm. it is very structured. One person actually um, at an event that um, I um, was exhibiting at in York, he actually stood there for a long time and he was looking at my work and he had an engineering background mm. and he described wow. I designed a brilliant example of engineering and yeah, I never wow. thought of it in that way yeah that's a, it's so true though it's very yeah. much I get engineering really because like now um Julie the pieces that I create and this is why I don't call them stabs they are structures that are um a lot of them multi-wear mm -hmm. and how you mm -hmm. actually attach them how they drape yeah and the fabric exactly. that I use very much about the structure of it and that's what I love so much about design is that you can use fabric as a medium to create a piece of art mm -hmm. um, around your neck um, and that's one of the things that I've been introduced to as well is that 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 um kind of principle of wearable art yeah mm. and that's what I try to create whenever I create something I see it as a piece of art to me people are um very um unique beings i'm not i'm not the type of person that likes what other people like i like yeah. people to express them themselves not express themselves in terms of how the high street tells them to express themselves yeah that's absolutely that, that i think people and and one of my passions is that people in life now are, are, are losing that ability to be individual yeah yeah, yeah that I create are like no we've got to be clothing accessories all of that it's, it's there for you to express yourself yeah 100%. and that's what my brand is about it's saying something without you having to say a word you're wearing who you are it's who you're aspiring to be it's very much a kind of um almost like a, a feeling of strength and power yeah. that I'm trying to through the clothing through the patterns and the the fabric I mean certainly in terms of like the, the fabrics that I use I use a lot of um Ankara um yeah. African prints I use, you know lots of kente block print mm -hmm. fabric um dashiki um all sorts of different Ankara prints and for me that that's 
a symbol of so much strength and yeah. pride yeah. and can emulate that and, and sort of radiate that strength and pride through what you wear. Yeah. And that's exactly that little piece that you're wearing, that bow tie, that tie, that, that neckwear, when you enter a room, you're saying something about yourself. Your statements. And yeah. They, absolutely. And that's kind of where my pieces are. Even like my denim, um, my upcycled denim designs, they're very much um, kind of like rebellion, really, because, <laughs> because I do love difference so much. It's kind of saying, well, we've all been programmed to think that you weigh denim and jeans in a certain yeah. way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like yeah. That. And I'm going to prove you do not wear <laughs> a pair of jeans as jeans. You can wear them in a different way. So it is that little bit of like... No, I love that. Don't follow the, the norm, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of um, kind of, I don't know, messages that I, that I like to through my designs mm. so hopefully well, that comes through when people are purchasing definitely no, definitely yeah <laughs> and had you always wanted to own your own business well I, I have had some experience in business before so it didn't frighten me in that sense but I think when people think of the term business comes it's just such a massive genre isn't it you can go yeah. into business in different ways so it wasn't for me like going into business where you know you you've got a business plan and you're approaching a bank and you're you know you're having money approved and all of that sort of stuff it was mm -hmm. I literally started my business as I said from a hobby with 60 pounds yeah of course yeah it was a very different kind of experience than some people would have yeah um, and what my really, my sort of strong ethos behind it is, I want to create everything that I do from that £60. That's my yeah. Okay, so £60 has afforded me um, everything that I've achieved now. Yeah. And that's wow, my that's little... incredible. Isn't that <laughs> yeah. mental? That is yeah. incredible. <laughs> that is unbelievable. It's so inspiring. It really yeah. is. Oh, thank you. But that's how I, I kind of like see the, the many different routes, isn't there, to business? And my route is 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 the one of um, almost like passion. That mm. passion can drive a business, not just money, because I do recognise that lots of businesses need lots of capital and lots mm -hmm. of input right there. But you can also create a business from passion with very little. Um, yeah and it takes longer and it takes a lot of a lot a lot of time and hard work yeah. um, but you can do it but you've got to be patient and my business is um, and my brand is one of patience it's a mm. slow fashion brand with a very much a, 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 a patience for growth mm. yeah. patience that's where I think I value the learning that I get through it and um that's important to me it's just mm. it, it, no it's it's really important the learning the people that I meet I've I in everything I can think of in my life I've never met such amazing people as I have through doing <laughs> through business yeah um, it, 
And when I say that, I say that really sincerely because if you're not careful, you can see the world in, in quite a negative view. Yeah. But yeah. When you're in business, you can, of course, you know, you've got to be careful because there's certain people who you can, you know, you've got to be sort of vigilant, but you've, you can also meet the most incredible, yeah. kind, caring, most people who genuinely want you to succeed. Yeah. They don't know, but they feel your passion and they want to feel part of that passion yeah. and I, that, that for me is the gift of what I do is that I have met the most incredible people like yourselves um, you. because you love it and you do meet so many people like yeah, that it's so true I, I explain to you the, the best people I have met in my life have been through business oh, hands down so speaking of the people that you've met through oh, this business and this brand, I have to ask you about Will I Am. What happened? Tell me everything. Oh my gosh, what a story. It was um it was very much again that fearless element of, of, of who I am. Um, a friend of mine had some tickets to go and see um the voice. When the, the, the things that I create, I when I design things, even for my, myself, I have an image in mind or a person in mind, sometimes a celebrity in mind that I think would look amazing in what I wear, in mm -hmm. what I create. And um, a lot of my neckwear pieces, I look at them and I just think, oh my gosh, they are so out of the box. Somebody mm -hmm. like Will oh, I Will I am, of course. in this piece. So I always had him in my mind, I was like, oh my God, gosh oh my gosh he would just look amazing and a friend of mine happened to have some tickets to go to see the voice in to, to go to the record of the voice in manchester now this is what i'm in <laughs> because we were destined to get in that day i cannot tell you how many heard to get into that audience when we got we were the last three four people there was four of us we were the last Four people to be admitted into what? that. So even if you have a ticket, it doesn't guarantee that you'll go in. It wasn't a ticket as such. It was like a um, because you're you're going to be the audience. Yeah. So on day, there's loads of people who want yeah. to be in that audience. Oh, so right. Okay. Sometimes, yeah. and it was um, it, it, it's quite a strange. Mm. People do it as a hobby, apparently. I don't know why on earth you would what? to be an audience member. It's a hobby. Yeah, to be an audience <laughs> member. People like, to be audience members and they spend the whole day. It's really weird. So, yes, I've never done this thing before. So it was like, you know, you just go, whatever. Oh, no, it really is hit and miss to whether you're going to get in. <laughs> and we were the last four people. But we had the best seats in the house. Oh, no way, you. did you? Prime seats right in front, everything. And I went with these um, pieces of neckwear because I wasn't sure whether we were going to go in or not. It was mm. Black History Month that week. So I thought, um, and I only had like a few hours to, um, you know, sort of sort myself out. Yeah. So I picked two pieces of neckwear. I thought, brilliant for Will, brilliant for Jennifer put them in a box, went there, and they, they let me in with these boxes as well, surprisingly. And when um, they start off the show, they do a lot of audience hyping and stuff like that. Okay. And me being me, I made sure that I was seen. Good girl. <laughs> Good girl. 
automatically wills eyes and attention went boom onto me and it was like yes that stage I am getting on that stage. <laughs> I got on that stage. I gave Jenny for her necklace. I was just so excited. Oh I my was, God, this is amazing. It was just, oh, honestly, it was just incredible. Just telling you the story brings back the oh. incredible <laughs> <laughs> And um, I was on top form. I can't lie because it was like, <laughs> I am going to smash this thing. I gave Jenny for a kiss and a hug. I oh, gave Willis wow. a all along, as this is going on, you're being hurried by the stage. Well, it has to be Will. So I, I went for Will, and uh, maybe I should have gone for Jennifer. Maybe she would have posted more. But my passion was Will because yeah, that, he was yeah. that was yeah. kind of. But yeah, I ended up teaming with another artist to create an incredible piece inspired by him, and um, that I, you know, I did a series of posts and, and photo shoot and everything with a Will I Am lookalike, which oh. was really good. It well and this is what I mean with um the beauty of people was because this guy was the is the official and um, UK um will I am lookalike oh, and okay. you know what I made contact with that guy and he just instantly said I am gonna do this because I feel your passion and I want to help oh, you oh, he didn't okay. ask for a penny he came all the way to Huddersfield spent really? like hours with me Oh, wow. that guy was just this absolutely and this mm. is what I mean to business you, you sometimes you don't necessarily my my aim was my hope was for Will to kind of you know sort of bite it you know I knew it was a long shot I knew it was but I got so much out of it and I met yeah. so many incredible people because of it and that's the win for me because yeah. I pushed myself and I know that I can jump onto an opportunity when yeah. it arises correct yeah absolutely and as well in business one of the things that I've learned is you've got to be in it to plant that seed mm. and you do not know what is going on in that soil for that exactly yeah week. it can be a month it could be five years for all I know Will might look back and say oh my gosh I remember that fantastic woman yeah. I met I'm ago and then return back to the idea so it's about being there yeah. showing up yeah planting those yeah because when you think something hasn't worked it comes back and actually Correct. that person may not have seen or 
or I've kind of bitten the bullet, but somebody else may have, or somebody else, or somebody yeah, else. So you're correct. building up almost like a portfolio of opportunity for the for the future. future yeah. So, yeah, and that's that for me is the key thing to always show up, always be authentic and always be you and just do you because you never know what doing you will lead to. You yeah, know? Yeah, I totally get that. Such good advice. That's and brilliant advice. <laughs> I always think with especially with this podcast you don't know who's going to be listening and I think it's really important for every girl every boy who is potentially thinking I don't know what to do with my life or I don't know what my skills are if you have a talent and you've got passion turn up you know if you have that desire you don't know what even being in an audience will lead to you might be pulled to the front you might go to a networking thing afterwards you might be spotted and I think that's one of the things especially um, you know I know I'm not ancient but I I know when I was younger the times are a lot different and this kind of advice was never really given to the masses to to kids like me and you know we were from a small town near Hull um, and opportunities if any there were never this this kind of sound battle of advice never a nor from people that look like me either so you are Um, such an inspiration and I always want to pause in the podcast because I think for you this is your life and you think yeah it's been five years it's had its ups and it's had its downs and yeah I'm, I'm resilient etc but it's very important for the listeners to realize that SJ's done this you can do this as well you know yeah and it's, it's about taking the long. lessons yeah you've got taking the lessons and you're you're constantly thinking right what's your next move what are you going to do what are you going to do but it's not instant gratification yes. and mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people and I do see a lot of people going to business actually think it's quite easy mm-hmm. it's not no. it's not it's not instant gratification there's not you know the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes to make something little yeah happen. tiny little things happen is enormous mm. yeah so it, it's not glamorous it isn't at all so I think certainly people not just young people people in general have yeah. to understand and that um, business can be quick for some people. Of course, mm-hmm. it can. For some people, it's a lot. It's a lot of hard work, and it's a progressive, yeah, you know, sort of experience. So that's definitely one thing. But from that experience, again, I, I got on BBC um, Leeds, and I was interviewed by um, by um, Stephanie Hurst, and like, really? like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's on my website. But that again Amazing. was just an incredible experience because I was on breakfast TV talking to Stephanie she was like oh my god it was just so um the the experience that what that one thing led to yeah so many others so show up yeah yourself be authentic that is the thing you're selling your when when I kind of mentioned before about the brand what what I've learned over a period of time I've, I've had such fantastic advice from people along the way and one of the best bits of advice has been to me is that people do not buy products they buy people yeah agreed such good advice true Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you if you're a faceless brand um people don't know who they are buying from and certainly my demographic um I think it's important for me to share 
the stories along the way that's that's one of the things that I really tried to do so I was very uncomfortable in the beginning of kind of pushing myself forward because I just oh my stuff will be all right oh you know I feel so but along the way I completely understand that people buy and purchase and buy into people and it's just yeah. as much of the experience of understanding a person's journey as it is to buying the final product mm. um, and yeah that that's so important it is, I, love the, it is. I love I love the fact that you mentioned to be authentic because if they're going to buy from you 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 could only be your or be a fake version of yourself for so long so you need yeah, to be authentic, authentic to be, to be a long-lasting brand surely yeah, yeah? You so do. And even things like this, even doing, um, you know, sort of interviews and podcasts and things like that. If you're not coming from an authentic place, quite often you won't have much to say. Yeah. You know, yeah. because you're not being yourself. But mm-hmm. when you are yourself, you can just speak off the cuff and you can tell about your truths and you can tell about your ups and you can explain about your downs and all of that stuff. So yeah. it actually makes it so much easier to to be and to kind of speak about things when you are being authentic and um, but you find so many people that who aren't authentic as well yeah. and it's like come on sounds that hard yeah I always think I you're right when you spot somebody you think I just didn't get them or there's something missing I often do think it's probably they're holding back on something and it's not their their true self but you just you're frustrated aren't you like come on be you just be you just be you you know you've got this you've got this platform so to speak we've all got a platform you can create a platform so why would you want to be anything other than yourself it just doesn't make sense to me so is it all right to move on to the melanin magic question is that all right yeah so that's this question that we ask all our guests and that is what are your hopes and dreams for black british culture in the next five to ten years and do you have any insights on how we're going to get there wow so this question is huge yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) it it can we could be here all year talking about this So we literally could, couldn't we? Especially yeah. in sort of like the, the current... Yeah, um, absolutely. But what I would say, because I'm kind of here in terms of like business, it prob- probably makes more sense for me to talk about that from a business perspective. So in terms of sort of what would I like to see within the next five to ten years in a business sort of, you know, perspective, yeah. um, in a black business perspective I should say and I would probably kind of see it as looking at um it's twofold really but internal changes within Mm -hmm. ourselves Mm -hmm. as a community obviously you know there's all sorts going on around you know there's protests and quite rightly we should be all protesting for structural change Mm -hmm. but I also think as a community we should be putting as much effort if not more into internal change mm-hmm. in our community yeah so there's two sides we can kind of deal with structural inequalities and we can also deal with if you like attitudes held within our community that are if you like not allowing us to achieve our full potential mm. in Correct. business yeah one of the things I think that come on strong and we talked about it before this this podcast started was that 
element of black economics you know within the black community we've we've kind of identified that black economics is such a strong factor in a lot of the issues that we're facing now yeah and there's an importance of building our own mm-hmm. because through this you know we've seen and um, we spoke about you know lots of black businesses are receiving an influx of of interests and you know people wanting to know about the business all because of this this sort of current climate um so I think it's important for us to looking at it positively because that's how I always want to look at things I want to kind of think about solutions and how we can deal with what's happening now and I think black economics is so important so um I think some of the questions we're probably going to have to ask ourselves truthfully and honestly is why is it taking us so long to understand the importance of black economics yes why I'm with you you know why why is it yeah. taking us this to understand that we should be supporting our own yeah. we building businesses why is it taking this long so it's it's about us looking internally you know a, a lot of what's happening now is you know we're, we're trying to say to people you know look externally and try to kind of um challenge um racism within the community but I think as black people as well we need to look internally and think why is it taking us so long to want yeah. to possibly support each other yeah why is it taking so long? um so for me it's very much an internal thing for us we should yeah. be soul searching and looking at the reasons why and addressing those reasons why and I think yeah. being in business as well, I've had, and I'm not going to like it, I have had such a positive experience as a black woman in business. I really enjoy mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to kind of sugarcoat things. And it might mm-hmm. be because of my sort of um, eternal optimism that I kind of choose to see and yeah. think and take positive things. But I do also know and I'm aware of the and I'm, I'm going to be really honest here that we, as the black community, we need to address some of the things that we do to hold ourselves back as well. Yeah. 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 And I hope next five to 10 years that we're really brutally, brutally honest with ourselves. You know, there's things like um, as customers purchasing something, why have we got that? Why are we not as readily to buy from each other as we are yeah. from somebody external? Correct. Yeah, correct. You know, why Why do we grudge spending our money on this? Mm-hmm. Why do we not see the worth of our own? Yeah. Why are we not willing to pay the same amount of money for something as we would to somebody else? Yeah. A white person, for example, who's saying something. Why does that? And I'm being completely honest, you know, that little checklist in your mind. Oh, are they really worthy of me spending that amount of money on them or you know that's a need to challenge I'm not saying everybody thinks that way but there is something within our community where we need to kind of say why do we not want to spend our money on black owned business yeah or even ask for a discount like because you know them let's can you knock some money off why would we would never do that with the high street (laughs) no exactly it and that is what I mean by why are we not prepared to pay mm-hmm. for the worst of our own people yeah you know yeah. 
a lot of time and effort and energy. I know for myself, I create these pieces, but people have no idea how much energy and effort goes in behind it. Yeah. I've got like 40 years experience of, of creating and sewing. That yeah. is my work. Yeah, and I yeah, 100%. <laughs> and that yeah. is a form of currency, you know, that mm -hmm. is a form of, yeah. of where so why aren't we as people not prepared to pay another black person what they are worth without asking for discounts yeah and the other thing well from the other angle as business people why are we not prepared to um treat our own as in customers that come to us with the respect that they deserve yes. so why do yeah. we sometimes and we've all experienced it in yeah. certain ways of <laughs> it's maybe that they don't treat us in the same way as they would somebody else from outside of the community maybe the customer service may not be as good for example yeah. because yeah. they look at you and they think actually I don't need to speak to them in 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 the way that I need to speak to a white person or I, may, I don't have to give them the same level of service as I do mm -hmm. for, for for somebody else and it's like again why do we cheat our own out yeah. of that black excellence when it comes yeah. to business. Yeah, I totally but agree. I, I, there's two things that we have to be really brutally honest. It's not fair just looking outside and saying, like, these outsiders, they need to um, challenge how they look at black people. Actually, we need to challenge mm -hmm. how we oh. look at each other. Yeah. yeah. So more so, and once we do that, I think black economics will thrive yeah. so much. We would see the improvements, if not instantly. Um, but it's a painful truth. I honestly yeah, believe that is. we've got within ourselves. Yeah. So in five to ten years' time, the question that is what I would like us to take from this current situation that we're in now. The positive from it is that we're in an arena where we have to be thinking and looking and the, the momentum is there for us to support each other. So we need to be driving on that and, yeah. and improving ourselves as well. So that's that's kind of, I know I've brought it down to, to I've kind of funneled it down to a, a specific, but I, I, I do think from a business perspective, we've got work to do. Yeah. We have got work but to do. I just really love that insight because it's the truth it's it's um and and also it's really balanced truth about from kind of a consumer point of view but also from uh, a business or entrepreneur point of view as well um yeah and I mean, you, so, you've got to be the change you want to see don't you yeah ultimately exactly. and it starts yeah. at home and then yeah so that that's a really great um Such thing a to good share. One. thank you really 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 good and I'm sure there's like as soon as you said the especially the consumer side of things I was instantly like yeah I get that all the time like, <laughs> even, even if it's a case of acknowledging looking up in a shop they, they glance up and they, some people would glance back and I just think do you know what now you you know it's a two-way process here we, yeah. we all need to learn and nurture and grow here so yeah I'm sure there's lots of listeners that will be thinking actually yeah we can all learn from that so thank you so much that's awesome mm -hmm. my pleasure my pleasure well, that is it from us today. So, huge thank you to SJ. You have and been as as amazing as we thought we would be. Yeah. Do you want to just give us a, a last minute? Tell us where we can find you before we wrap up. Yes. So, okay. So, as I've spoken about, my brand is called 
Urbanised Neckwear. So it's Urbanised with a Z, Urbanised Neckwear, all one word. And you can find me on all social media platforms. Just type in Urbanised Neckwear. You can also find me on my website, which is urbanisedneckwear.com. I also have, and what I'm working on at the moment, is um, building a... So that's for my neckwear, I should say. Mm -hmm. But um, also as a little sort of sister arm, I'm also working on developing a personal styling service as oh, well. Wow. So one of the things that I do if um people follow me on Instagram, so I have Urbanized Neckwear, but I also have a sister page which is SJ Designer. Yeah. And on there um I post lots of um designs of pieces that I make for myself. Yeah they're absolutely um, amazing as well. Thank you, thank you. And I, I always get people, oh, are you selling these? Oh, are you this? Oh, are you that? And I always say, no, these are my pieces to illustrate personal style. Right. But things, the reason why I um don't kind of sell those pieces is because I believe in uniqueness, right. um, not mass production. That's just one of the things that I personally believe Um that people are individual and when yeah. you're creating a quality piece that piece that quality piece should be for you yeah, so this sj designer is um now i've built up that confidence and that understanding of the market and how to do things i'm working on um, a personal styling service that will include understanding your own body shape and what fits your own body shape because oh, wow. what fits what looks great on me as SJ designer, because trust me, I because I've created my my um what my own wardrobe for so long, I know what styles and shapes to fit fit me perfectly. Yeah. And yeah. I also know to hide. And if you understand your own body, um, it's impossible not to look good. It's yeah, impossible. so true. And that's the premise of um the service that I'm trying to create it's not about emulating other people it's about having the confidence to understand your own body and oh, wow. then create a wardrobe from that that's amazing so, it's nothing like made to measure clothing it's like a glove isn't it yeah. it's like glove, absolutely and, and this is the premise it's like people can churn off left right and center things that they create but will it look good on you exactly. <laughs> that is the thing you'll be yeah. buying something that doesn't suit or fit your body shape so mm -hmm. this is the um idea of the personal styling service that I'll be um that I'm working on creating and oh, through fun. that there will be an opportunity to um purchase bespoke pieces wow so I am working on that right now so and I'm good show yeah. pieces isn't it really that's oh wow I can't wait for that to yeah. look exclusive people you've heard yeah. it here first <laughs> that's what I'm working on folks so when I say you can't get that piece and it's literally because it's so hard to find African fabrics and things like that as well to mm -hmm. you yeah. know I, you know it, it's not it's not True. an easy thing things very good point easy, yeah you know, you can't find the mm. same fabric twice at all not easy so um so yes that's the premise behind what I am working on as a sister project to my yeah. urbanized neckwear it's actually if you're going to spend like money on getting a designer 
outfit or wardrobe made you don't want to be going to an event and someone else being the same thing. Yeah, true. You know, well, some of, a lot of it is about the kind of uniqueness of it, or you know, and then if you you're like almost guaranteeing it's unique because you're making it for this person, you know, after collaborating with them, working out their personal style. That's amazing. Amazing. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm saving. I'm saving I my. Can't wait now. for an event. So. <laughs> I want I want lockdown to be lifted and I'm saving my headaches. So that's what I'm working on in the background. Not sure when I'm gonna launch it. It's um sort of but it's a work in progress. So if um anyone who's listening here, you can follow me on Urbanized Neckwear and also SJ Designer for some um inspiration and um ideas on how you can create your unique style so yeah. that's me on social media and my website urbanizedneckwear.com yeah fantastic <laughs> thank you so much sj and thank you to my sister as well julie again for obviously sharing the platform of the podcast that's all we have time for today so thank you for listening and we will see you again next time thank you.